The Chicago White Sox avoided the sweep and snapped their eight-game losing streak by hanging on to beat the Minnesota Twins 4-3 to on Thursday afternoon, despite not hitting a home run during this series and going just 2-for-10 with runners in scoring position on Thursday. The White Sox did just enough to get the job done. Lucas Giolito had his typical rough first inning, but settled down after that, and Jose Abreu hit his second double in as many games. White Sox start a three-game series with the Padres in San Diego on Friday night. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Each and every day, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than. Ever before, bet online where the game starts. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the last Friday night game of the season, and it's in beautiful San Diego. Uh, the White Sox manufactured runs and got some help from Minnesota as they avoided being swept for the third straight series. Can the White Sox finish the season above 500, and does it even really matter? A state of the White Sox, they are 77 and 79, back in sole possession of second place in the AL Central. Uh, with just six games remaining. Uh, White Sox took care of the Twins Thursday afternoon, beating them 4-3. to three. Sox snapped an eight-game losing streak and avoided the sweep as they now are in San Diego for three games. If you haven't heard, uh, the White Sox are officially eliminated from postseason opportunities this season. Uh, just unbelievable. Uh, the Sox only spent 11 days in first place this season. Uh, last time they saw first place was April 20th. Uh, their biggest lead this year was two games. Compare that to 2021. The White Sox spent 152 days in first place. Uh, this year uh, in the championship window, a lot of folks predicting the White Sox to not only represent the American League in the World Series, but win the World Series. And the White Sox only spent 11 days in first place uh, missing postseason action. Was this season so bad it was good? This was a question I was asking myself during a Thursday's afternoon game, the series finale against the Twins. Uh, positively bad is what I was kind of uh, calling it, meaning positive things will probably occur as a result of how bad things went. Never did I think things would be so bad this year that serious changes would need to be made at all levels 
of this organization. Uh, but honestly, nothing truly uh, will change, I guess, until ownership changes. It could just be addition by subtraction this offseason. Uh, we shall see. Uh, one of the a few bright spots this season, uh, my son turned five months old on Thursday. And thankfully, thankfully, he will have zero memory of this season. He he may ask questions. He he might be wondering what happened in 2022, but it's probably best uh, just to never willingly uh, bring up this season. Uh, Yoan Mankata uh, missed his second game of the series on Thursday, dealing with soreness, according to Miguel Cairo, fouled a pitch off the top of his foot Tuesday night in the ninth inning. It was against uh, Minnesota's closer, Duran, who throws like 103 miles per hour. Miguel Cairo does expect Mankata to play over the final uh, six games. Um, Yoan Mankata played in 144 games in 2021. Uh, and this year uh, has only played in 98 games. And who knows, he might uh, break 100 depending on how that foot feels. Uh, of course, he did not break with the team after spring training at the beginning of this year due to an injury. Uh, the difference in those games from last year to this year, and probably a variety of so many issues, it would take a whole episode to kind of break down is why Yohan Mankata is such a polarizing figure, I feel, uh, with the fan base. Uh, Got to play with the guys you have and with just a handful of games left, uh, I would not be surprised if Moncada uh, sits for the rest of this season. No home runs for the Sox offense once again, but I'm going to tell you why productive outs played a critical role in the White Sox victory. More on that uh, in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, let's talk offense here uh, on Thursday. Coming into the game, the White Sox uh, scored 21 runs during that eight-game losing streak. Had not hit a home run since Mancada's solo shot against Detroit at home on Sunday. Ended up being the only run in the game for the Sox. Got to fast forward here to the third inning. Uh, right fielder for Minnesota, Walner, uh, he gambled on a play and he lost. Uh, dove for a Romy Gonzalez liner, went all the way to the wall. Josh Harrison was on the base paths at the time, came around to score, and the White Sox took advantage of bad defense by an opponent. Uh, it was a triple for Romy Gonzalez. Could the Sox get him home from third with nobody out? Local boy, Mark Payton, singled home Gonzalez. His first career RBI game was tied at two at that moment. Uh, jo uh, Sox just with uh, three hits after four innings. Kind of a slow game for a while here. Uh, sixth inning, uh, White Sox did have something going. Uh, Payton and Abreu with base hits. 
at first and second with nobody out and Gavin Sheets at the plate. A ground ball advances runners to second and third. It was maybe a bit unorthodox, but a very productive out by Gavin Sheets. Uh, next up, Andrew Vaughn with a sack fly, and the White Sox take a 3-2 lead. Uh, Sox have been missing those productive outs. I know it's weird to say, uh, but when runners especially have been on second and third and there has not been advancement or runners at first and second, and we cannot get those runners moved along uh, with an at-bat, uh, it has been troubling. It's been hurtful. And, and here you have a perfect situation. Gavin Sheets, don't, you don't need to do too much. Move those guys over. Maybe it wasn't his intention, uh, but he did. And then you've got Andrew Vaughn was able to drive something deep into the outfield, deep enough for a sacrifice fly. Simple manufacturing runs, especially when the home run is not happening. Uh, eighth inning, Minnesota decided to pull some White Sox foolishness, uh, and the Sox were able to take advantage of an error and pass ball to get Mark Payton to third. Uh, Jose Abreu blasted an RBI double, 4-3 White Sox. Uh, Sox could not bring Abreu home, despite the fact that he was on second base with nobody out. Uh, it remained a one-run lead. So here I am talking about, you know, productive outs. And then, of course, there's the production and lack thereof with runners in scoring position. Uh, Sox had several of those moments uh, in Thursday's game. You know, during this losing streak, uh, there have been moments. But that has been another thing that, you know, the reason why they were losing, they just didn't give runners on base. And uh, on Thursday – you know, it definitely could have been more than a 4-3 game, and, and that eighth inning was one of those examples. Ninth inning, Sox looking for an insurance run, uh, but that did not happen. Uh, four runs was enough. Uh, seven hits, two extra base hits, a double by Jose Abreu, a second double in as many games, and then that triple by Romy Gonzalez when Minnesota's right fielder kind of misplayed a line drive. Sox did not hit a home run in the entire series. Uh, and talking about that runners in scoring position situation, Sox were two for 10 uh, with runners in scoring position in the series finale on Thursday. How about that pitching and defense? Well, Lucas Giolito was on the hill. He has been up and down uh, this season, more down, uh, I would say, and he's talked about it, a lot of different quotes and interviews he's given. It sounds like he knows what's been going on. And, you know, it'll be an interesting offseason for him, especially with the opportunity of being able to talk with uh, trainers, with Ethan Katz. There will be no lockout. Uh, but coming into the game, last five starts for Lucas Giolito against the Minnesota Twins, three wins, 2.32 ERA. Uh, nine walks and 34 strikeouts in 31 innings. Pretty good numbers for Giolito. Uh, in the first, however, you know, it's uh, here we go again. Uh, typical Giolito this year, giving runs up early, allowed the bases loaded, and then Gordon ripped a changeup for a double. That was not a competitive changeup. It was almost like he knew it was coming. Two runs scored quickly, 2-0 Minnesota. Giolito allowed four hits and threw 28 pitches uh, in the first inning. However, that was it 
for Giolito. Uh, he was lights out the rest of his outing. He was done after five innings, though. Uh, so final line, five innings, four hits, and they were all issued in the first inning. Two earned runs, again, all issued in the first inning. Uh, three walks, six strikeouts. Uh, Giolito's ERA, 5.00. He threw 93 pitches through five innings on Thursday. So again, classic Giolito, at least from this year, rough beginning to the outing, but settled down nicely. How can a pitcher recreate the first inning or so in the bullpen? Uh, that's what I was wondering. If if the first inning and, and sometimes second inning is so problematic for Giolito, is there a way while he is warming up in the bullpen to try to get into some sort of mentality, have some strategy, competition, or challenge to get him thinking like it's already the first inning. You know, get through that in your bullpen session, and then you start the game and you feel like, oh, I already survived that. I don't know. It's a mental thing. Maybe there's something that he can work on in the offseason, but not a bad outing, again, after that rough first inning. A sixth inning, Jimmy Lambert came in. Uh, and he let uh, the leadoff uh, hitter get on with a walk. That's been a problem for the bullpen of the last few games. Billy Hamilton, White Sox legend, came in as a pinch runner. Billy stole second with ease. Uh, so the Twins were in business with a runner on second with nobody out, trailing the Sox by one run at this point. And then Billy Hamilton stole third just as easily. The Twins executed a perfect bunt. Imagine that. And it handcuffed the White Sox defense. And Hamilton scored to tie the game at three. A seventh inning, Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, again, one of the bright spots of 2022. He held the Twins quiet in the seventh. And then Kendall Graveman came in in a critical spot, trying to hold on to a one-run lead. Uh, late in the game, and he got the job done. And then Liam Hendricks, where have you been? Haven't seen Liam Hendricks in quite some time. Uh, I forget that Liam Hendricks pitched for the Minnesota Twins way back when, 2011, 12, and 13. He was a, he was a starter at that point, uh, at least a emerging starter. Uh, Hendricks's last time pitching was on September 20th. Uh, but very little rust on Liam Hendricks. Uh, he was hitting 98 miles per hour, 100 miles per hour in, in, in command, had control, a strikeup with a changeup, a strikeout with a fastball, uh, gave up a walk, and then a ground out game over. Uh, White Sox get their first win since September 18th, avoid the sweep, and snap the eight-game losing streak. Uh, Sox head out west to play another Second place team, but the Padres are, of course, in a much better spot. I'm going to tell you why, if anything, the White Sox will have some fun this weekend. More on that in a moment. Sox in San Diego, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it's the last uh, road trip of the season. Friday night, Davis Martin will be on the hill. Saturday, Dylan Cease. And Sunday, Lance Lynn. Uh, San Diego, 86 and 69, uh, 17 games over 500. However, 21 games back in the division, uh, thanks to the Dodgers being absolutely unstoppable. Uh, so, San Diego has the second wild card spot right now in the 
National League. Uh, they would be the fifth seed if the playoffs started today playing the Atlanta Braves. Uh, San Diego has been aggressive these last uh, several seasons, gone after position players uh, and pitchers, obviously uh, landed Juan Soto at the trade deadline this year. But when you're in a division with the L.A. Dodgers, they're at 107 wins right now. It's almost always uh, going to be about the wild card. Uh, if you made the trip or you are on your way to San Diego, enjoy the experience. Uh, San Diego, one of my absolute favorite cities. Uh, I've walked past the stadium, but never caught a game definitely on my stadium uh, bucket list. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap the weekend that was for our White Sox in San Diego and hopefully be celebrating a White Sox sweep. Really appreciate you making time for the Locked on White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski, and until next time, Go Sacks!